With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up? FT Live on Stadium. Braun, Krasinski, Kratz, Eric, and myself will be at Borgata tomorrow, our second home. More on that. Dude, if you guys don't up. win, I'm going to be so disappointed in you two losers. Is that how you coach? Yeah, you guys are losers. <laughs> if you don't win, you lose. AJ hey, Krasinski, your favorite coach. <laughs> well, if you don't win, you lose. Right? I don't know. Maybe Ricky. What Bobby happens was wrong? when there's tons of people in a tournament, though? Does it count the same way? Yeah, you still lose. Does it? Right now, there's oh. only two, so people come on out. It's just you and I. That's not that true. Are registered. That's not true. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong stats. By two, it's probably like two thousand. But uh, uh, more on that coming million. up. First off, I I would like to say there is a giveaway out. We hadn't done one in like a minute, so. Um, and if you're not first, you are last on this giveaway. That is true. You can't change. Whatever. What? I'm <laughs> taking words from my friend. Kyle Tucker signed baseball plus digital collectible with our friends at Candy Digital. Follow at Foul Territory TV and at Candy Digital on Twitter and repost the post or retweet is how I call it. And we will randomly select a winner on Friday. So that's coming up. You have not a lot of time left. Okay. Um, again, Kyle Tucker signed baseball. Digital collectible. Could be yours. Enter now. And also before we start, charge the mound. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the qualifying offer is stupid. It's just salary Does suppression. Does anybody ever? Yeah, it's, it's it happened a few times, right? Yeah. yeah. But this year it's 0 for 7. So... It, it is used as a as baby leverage for a team to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to lose a pick for signing this player. I don't know. It's just stupid. I know they were trying to ditch it, Kratz, for the international draft, which doesn't seem like a fair exchange in mm -hmm. my mind. But uh, Otani Bellinger, Chapman, Sonny Gray, Josh Hader, Aaron Nola, and Blake Snell, you will all get more than $20 million guaranteed dollars in the free agent market. <laughs> so congratulations. You made the right decision. Sonny Gray might be the only one that gets under $100 million. Wow. Really? Uh, he's definitely, yeah. Sonny's, what, 34 or 5? Yeah, I don't know if he gets a hundo, but. I mean, Hader would be the other one that's close. I think Hader's probably like, uh, I have him down as 100. I have my little cheat sheet, 105 that I think he'll get. Or I think. That sounds about right. He's got to beat Edwin Diaz. And I think Edwin, and Edwin Diaz is at about 100. Four or 103? Wait, how many years, though, for Hater? Five years? Yes. Five. five It's done. If you want him, you can get it right now. Five one oh five. And I talked you into Chapman, by the way. Matt Chapman? Yeah. God. I, I just He's had th like two or three bad years and down years. Not bad. But They're not years. bad. They're down. Though. Elite defense and above average offense with upside. He coming off a major injury this year, a couple though, of years the ago. Half. 
Yeah. If you take away like his first six weeks of the year, he struggled. But I could say that in a lot of different ways. I mean, I I could say that about Justin Upton's whole career. Hey, let's take out six weeks in, in one of those seasons. And that's when he did all of his damage. You have to look at the whole body right. of work. I'm that's the back the of the baseball of card. I'm looking, but I'm just – listen, I hope Matt Chapman gets $500 billion. But Also a great dude. Doesn't hurt. I know it's not all about that, but I think he's going to be fine. I think people are going to pay for potential and upside. The camera. What people want to see more? Justin eyes. Upton do man? Why did he get thrown? Yeah, in why did you throw? I just threw a random streaky hitter out there. He came in hot. Yeah. Is that not fair, Justin? I mean, Upton you just came in like hot. Justin just relaxed with some tequila. Yeah. I like Justin Upton. I'm just Whoa, saying that much. You don't. Now you you're angry at fair. him. It's not fair. Anyway, let's charge the mound. <laughs> Uh, manager of the year winners, which we basically already told you about on the prior show, but we can start with Brandon Hyde, who won very convincingly 27 first place votes. And we all agreed this was who was going to win and who deserved to win. Right. Nothing to see here. Uh, Yeah. These are the right, these are the right picks. They got Mm -hmm. them right. Uh, Brandon Hyde deserved it. And so did Skip Schumacher. Listen, they both deserved it. Uh, after we get done with this, I'm going to absolutely blow up your your Matt Chapman argument. But but these guys deserve. Wow, it. you're rough. Oh. No, I looked up the stats. stats All right, wait, lie. hold on, hold I on. Know, we'll get there. We can we can swing back to it. We can we can spend less time on this. By the way, the the big thing that I don't want to bury either for our crowd right now is that Russ Dorsey is going to join us in about ten minutes. Carlos Mendoza just announced as Mets manager yesterday will join us in about forty five minutes. So stay tuned, and if you have questions. We are taking some from uh, the respective social media channel of foul territory that you enjoy. Anyway, my ADD takes me back to manager of the year. So, Brandon Hyde, you won. Great job. This is, listen, Kratz, I think we, we kind of talked about this yesterday. Like, this is cool and all for these guys, but this is like the most meaningless award in the world to me. I mean, it means a lot on your resume to be like, hey, I was manager of the year, but guys got fired from being manager of the year. They won manager. Joe Girardi won the year he got fired from the Marlins. Guys like are finalists when they get fired and let go. I don't know. It just seems like, I mean, yeah, you're great. You had a great year as a manager. Like, cool. But it doesn't, like, Buck Walter won last year. He gone. <laughs> There's a great tweet that I, I talk about this guy who I, I read on um, Roto World, Matthew Pouliot. He said the Marlins have had more managers of the year awards four in their 31 years than 85 win seasons three. There you have it. I'll take the dub. I'm assuming McKeon, Girardi, Skip, and Donnie Baseball. Oh, I forgot about Donnie Baseball. 2020. 2020. I forgot about They made Donnie. the playoffs. Right. Skip did a great job, though. Skip did awesome. That was easy for me. I'm happy for Skip. He's a great dude. He's jacked. Yeah. I mean. I'm actually – here, I'll give you something on this one. I'm surprised this one was closer than it was. Like, Hyde just dusted the competition. Skip did not. So, Craig Council finished in second, 51 points. Brian Snicker finished in third, 48 points. And Snicker got a lot of first-place votes. So the Braves put together a strong dominant season, but hello, plugging the same dudes every day and rinse and repeat. Skip Schumacher had a lot of work to do. The Marlins roster compared to the Braves roster, which one did you like better heading into the season? Congrats. (laughs) (laughs) Snicker Snicker just had to keep stay within the lines on his coloring of his picture. Skip, (laughs) 
he was he was just a blank canvas. He's like, oh man, how are we gonna even win the April third game? Snicker was like, can I just copy my last lineup from yesterday and just go ahead and pump out ten runs and throw another rookie on the mound? That's maybe where Snick probably got some got some love. His his starting rotation was down, but it didn't really matter. They have a great night, awesome. They have a great first half. Elder did awesome, all star, and but his lineup just carried it. So I thought I thought this would have been more of a runaway by by uh, Skip, but it was funny because Snick got so many first place votes, and yet he still got third because Counts was getting so many second place votes. It was it was a weird a weird voting. Counts, I think, has finished second place like four times or something crazy like that. So four, four, yeah, he's just a dominant second place finisher. Who cares? No, they don't care. Trust me, for the most part. It's just another speech they have to give. They have to go and talk in front of people. Like they're like, oh, why do I got to go do this? Gosh. Do they get a trophy? <laughs> what? Just Are you getting lost in your eyes? Into my own eyes. I get those things. Gosh. All right. Well, You're... while while AJ loves himself. We did talk I to Michael Young. Self. I was just talking about just baby blues. Well, AJ loves his corneas. Let's bring in <laughs> Michael Young, who we just spoke to yesterday for Legends Territory, which is out there for the world to watch or listen to. And Young knows Skip Schumacher well. They give each other shit all the time. So here's MY on SS. Dude's working with limited resources. First year expectations definitely were not that they're going to make the playoffs. And then right. he loses his two best starters, you know, later in the year. Right. I mean, just a great job. Honestly, like we, we talked earlier about like managing and, you know, who's it. He is perfect. Uh, he's such, he, he, one, he's, he's earned his way there, right? He's coached. He was a first base coach. He was a bench coach. He's been a couple of different organizations. Like he's earned his way. He had a good playing career, played for a long time. Uh, one as a player, uh, has been in the playoffs as a coach, and now to, to do this as a manager, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Um, he's got an opportunity to do this for a long time, be really, really great at it. Uh, but yeah, like to your point, I mean, no one was expecting Miami, with all respect, to, to, to do that, especially to come out of the East, right, where everybody's expecting the Mets to really make a ton of noise. And for Miami to kind of sneak in there and, and, and take what a lot of people thought was going to be the Mets playoff spot kind of speaks volumes to their, the job their players did. And of course, the, the manager's always at the top of that thing, so... I'm super happy for the guy. He's, he's a stud, man. He's going to be doing this for a long time. So much more with Michael Young on the Rangers winning the World Series, heartbreak from 2011, thoughts on Shohei Otani, crazy Ken Caminiti story, and a lot more. So you can listen to it now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. If you want to watch the show on YouTube, it premieres this evening, 7.30 Eastern time the great Michael Young from the Texas Rangers. All right, let's flip right to our poll question. Watchstadium.com slash foul territory. Oh, we'll get to John Fisher because he's a man of the people. He spoke to the people. Mm-hmm. They and can't speak back. It's been a rough year for John Fisher. They can't speak back. All those, he spoke all to all the those games he went to in Oakland, all those times he showed up, <laughs> supported the fans. I mean, he's, he's had it rough, man. I feel sorry for you, John. 
I want you to save this, okay? okay. Save this energy up because we're going to spend a good 10 minutes on it. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Russ Dorsey back with us. Russ, what's going on, dude? Let's actually just jump right into free agent talk. So you put out there Tim Anderson's um, willingness to play some second base, which, of course, opens up more suitors for him, too. What do you think about his case this offseason? Coming off a brutal year in terms of his numbers, but... Also, if you look at the previous like four or five years, they did a pretty deep dive um, recently. I mean, it's been pretty damn good. You you want to talk batting average? And I mean, his sprint speed was down a lot um, last season, but I think there was a lot going on with his knee, with off the field issues, et cetera. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think when you look at Tim Anderson, obviously being able to position yourself at short and second base helps out his case in a market that doesn't have a ton of middle infield depth. If you look at the market, you know, it's T.A., you have Paul DeYoung out there, Kike Hernandez, depending on where you want to play him, Brandon Crawford, but does Brandon Crawford want to come back and play still? He's also 38 years old. So I think it's it's a good situation for Tim Anderson to be in at 30 years old. Uh, he's a guy that did have a really down year last year. He was one of the worst offensive players in the big leagues. But to your point, Scott, the previous three, four years before that, this guy won a batting title, all-star. And if you want to bet on a guy who did have some injuries last year and the previous year and is only 30 years old, you put him at second base, a little less pressure on him as he gets older, and maybe give him a one-year deal, I, I think it's a good bet for a team that doesn't need Tim Anderson to be the guy. So what does that look like? What does that look like for – for a team like if if they need a second base help are they willing to go two years or is he more not willing to go two years because he would like to come back on the free agent market again next year depends on what who that team is right because if, if you're looking at a team like that's a contender that says hey we need a stopgap for a year ta you can come in build your stock back up play for the postseason I would think that any free agent would be more inclined to do that. I don't know if there's going to be a team based on everything we just talked about with the year that he had and some of the injuries that would go multiple years. Maybe that's out there, right? You get yourself in a bidding war in a market that doesn't have a ton of middle infielders. Um, but I think you're probably looking at a one-year deal for Tia. There's, there, I almost, I can't imagine Russ any team going more than one year plus an option, maybe. Just because I'm looking at his numbers from last year, and again, these are the basic numbers, but just I'm sure you probably looked at these, but take a guess what his OPS plus was last year. 75? 60. 60. He yeah. hit one homer last year in 524 yeah. plate appearances. For, I mean, his, his OBP, 286. His slug, 296. But project forward. You, it, you're but, okay, look you at the year he's before. done, or do you want to look I'm just before saying, that? All right, so the year before, his OPS was 730. Four, right? In he's never know. been a high OPS guy, though. Yeah, no, he, he's always got to be a guy that, who swings his what, way on base. Yeah, 
True, but that's but that's the thing. His defense was not good this year. Well, that he's moving to second. Okay, but, I mean, is that is it just everyone just automatically assumes <laughs> you move from short to second? Your defense gets better. It does. I, no, I, stop. Shut up. <laughs> like it just doesn't automatically get better. No, it does. Actually, second base for a lot of guys is harder than shortstop. Not for Tim. Okay. Well, he you just want Tim on the Angels, so say yeah, it. You're so, in the you're so, yeah. And then I didn't say one thing. And then, thing he got, about and then the McNeil played. Remember the game yeah. McNeil played, and he was like sitting in the corner. Remember, and like it was, and they showed him, and the, they kept showing him, and he was like sitting by himself. It was really awkward. Everyone well, he wanted else was, to play. Remember that game, Russ, in the WBC where Tim played second, and then they played McNeil at second the one game, and they kept showing Tim, and he was like sitting in the corner by himself, like with his arms crossed. Remember that? <laughs> it was like it was that. super awkward. It Find was, it, 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 it was weird. But Tim, listen, Tim he wants to play. Tim, of course, he wants to play. But Tim, listen, Tim was given every opportunity. The White Sox. I'm actually shocked the White Sox didn't pick him up for the 14 million because he's been there. They know him. I know he went through some stuff off the field. I know he's going through some stuff. You know, he went through the Jose Ramirez thing. But for me, if I'm the White Sox, and listen, things spew whatever they want to spew. They're not competing next year. So why would you not get Tim Anderson? You just let him go for nothing. Sign him for the $14 million. It's not like it's $34 million. It's not like, you know, $14 million is not a huge number in this today's game. But he's going to sign for half that. Okay. But you might – let's say he goes to spring training, he goes off, he gets into the first month. You can trade him and at least get something back for him. Okay, so let's say – let me present a scenario. Let's say one year, $8 million bucks from the Angels or something like yeah. that. The, the White Sox can call him and say, hey, dude. That's not happening. One year, 10 mil. It never happens. Okay, but what, what if he gets that call? He says no. I mean, I think he needs to change the scenery anyway, Russ. Yeah. I think he's been at one org for a long time. It's been a toxic culture there in general with the White Sox lately. Let him move on. I mean, change of scenery is a great thing in baseball more than maybe any other sport. I agree with you, Scott. I think to the – I don't think the White Sox thing is happening. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. I'm with, I'm with AJ on that one. I, I think for him – Depending on how many teams are out there, he's going to be able to say, all right, let me sit down and say, all right, is it the Angels? That is the team that I've heard that is out there. Obviously, it's been reported. There's some other teams that have been poking around, not ready to report on those teams just yet. But imagine one of those teams that was poking around of, at him at the deadline, circle back. When you don't have to trade assets, you can just spend money. Um yeah, I, I think for 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 Tim Anderson, it's a a prove it year, right? Go out there and prove to people that one, you could stay healthy, and two, you can bounce back and be the offensive player that you have been the three four years prior to this past season. All right, over under, White Sox traded. I'm setting it at two and a half. Two and a half. I'm trying to count how many tradable assets they actually have on their roster right now. Cease bummer. Cease and bummer are the two big ones. Cease bummer. Robert, Aloy. They're not. Tra- they're not trading. They're not trading Luis Robert. No. Aloy uh, would be one, but I don't know. They're going to want to sell low on him. They're not going to trade Luis Robert. He's locked I mean, there's into four. a great deal. There's four possible, and I said there's two and a half. Aloy. I bummer. I think I think Robert's on that list. You can't not listen to Robert. Mm. He'd be the well, guy you get the most on. For. I just have a hard time believing, based on the contract situation, you're, you're not rushed to move Robert. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you wanted to start the season, say, we're going to have Luis Robert on the roster, or we don't want to trade Luis Robert at all, you see how the first half goes, 
you know how losing affects guys psyche and you say hey if we can get this guy to a winning situation but are you going to trade a guy who's one of the premier center fielders in the game Mm -hmm. you don't want to but how far away are you from actually contending for something not just we're going to go out there and compete every team says that are you competing for a championship or are you competing to not get blown out on a nightly basis right i think that's the question they got to ask themselves you got to be really honest Right. They were honest with themselves saying, hey, we got to turn the page from Tim Anderson. So now that you've done that, hey, what are you looking at as far as Andrew Benintendi? Right. Like, what are you looking at as far as Robert and Cease, who you didn't feel rushed to move at the deadline? I think they need to have these honest conversations about where they are and where they're going. I think Benintendi can't move because you're not going to they're not mm-hmm. going to pay down money when they just mm-hmm. signed him. Mm-hmm. My thing, contract in history, White Sox. And my thing with. Luis Robert Kratz is they did a scrap it all down and rebuild situation. It didn't work. They're about to do it again. Cause if you trade Robert, that is the mm-hmm. total white flag that is telling your fan base. Don't come. Don't show up for a few years. Okay. Listen, Just forget Sox, about us. Listen, we don't exist. The white you Sox have to fans. have somebody like that to still build around. Plus he's not old. I, I understand you can get stuff for him, but when does getting stuff for guys get old just because there's a new GM who's been with the team for a while. They Who said he doesn't like again? the team? Who said he doesn't like the team? He doesn't like how it was built? You're not going to go if out he, and get Tell him to go guys. say he doesn't like 26-year-old Luis Robert, who's a total five-tool, five-plus win player. He loves that's him. one What's of 26, like? though. That's one of 26. Russ, it's you know this. You're in Chicago. Russ, you're in Chicago. The White Sox just blew up the team pretty much at the trade mm-hmm. deadline last year, okay? They fired the GM. They brought in a new GM who – Let's be serious. The fans weren't very happy about who they hired. Mm-hmm. This is this is not these are these are facts, okay? <laughs> they just lost the their TV. No, no. They just lost their TV guy to, to a division rival, mm-hmm. Jason Benetti, who many people mm-hmm. consider one of the best. I've worked with him. I love that guy. Right? Now you're gonna tell you're gonna go to the fans and say, Oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna get rid of our five tool center fielder who's under a great contract. And we're going to start over again. In a bad division where... In a bad division that's winnable if we spend money. The Twins are cutting payroll. Dude, can I just tell you that there would be an absolute fucking implosion by the fans? Mm -hmm. They're already doing it. You can ask Russ. If you go on Twitter and you go on whatever, there's already like a... Basically like a... Whatever you want to... I don't know. I don't want to say a riot because it's not the right word. But there is like a uprising of White Sox fans. like Uproar. Uproar. Because they're like, I am not buying season tickets. I am not going to games. They canceled. They're not doing Sox Fest again for the second year in a row. Like I think the only team that's not doing it again. So it's just like what they have to keep somebody. And Luis Robert is who you got to build your team around. I I hear you, and I'm with you. And I if I had to say definitely one way or another, if I if I felt, hey, are they going to move from that? I don't think they're going to move Luis Robert. Right? It just doesn't make sense based on where the contract is. The, the the value in that deal based on what he signed for uh, when they got him. I, somebody has <laughs> to go out there and play center field. Uh, and so for <laughs> me, I think, yes, to Kratzy's question, are they going to move guys? Yeah, I think you have to, right? Because you can say everything you want about going out there and competing, but the reality is Chris Getz was honest. Hey, I don't like this roster and how it was built then you have to do something about that if you're the GM of that team. So I think the team's going to look different by the time we get to those guys get to Glendale in 2024. It's just a matter of who's playing short for them. I imagine 
Roberts in center field, and who's in that rotation? Two and a half, over or under? Over? Under. Over. I think mo- most teams and GMs under. say they're going to do stuff, under. and they don't. You know, I w- when we had all the Yankee conversations going on the past week with Cashman's comments, I looked back. When they signed Carlos Rodon, and, you know, so they got Rodon and, and re-signed Judge last year. This was what they said when they signed Rodon. It was like something along the lines of, we're just getting started, more to come, right? From Hal Steinbrenner. They did literally zero after that. It's it, it, Even if they wanted to do something, it's just not that easy to just you know, call up another team and make a deal or make a signing. Like, it's it's not easy. So, I just think the White For sure. Sox, I, I just think, think about they trying. have some movable assets. Yeah, yeah. They did. Are I'll take the like, under two. I'll Aaron say, Bummer two. would be very valuable to a team. Including their own. And they already mm-hmm. show they're they already show they're selling high on Jake Berger. Got rid of Jake Berger. Like it should mean anybody that has a hint of value should be available as the White Sox. They but shouldn't be in the untouchable. Rebuilding. They shouldn't be in the untouchable business right now. You are they rebuilding. AJ said they're rebuilding at the trade deadline. They broke it down. So why not break it the whole way down? Anyway, we're 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 cutting straws on this one. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. All right, I got two other I'm, things I'm I want over, to get I'm over. I'm over White Sox stimulator right now. Oh, let's talk about the Cubs then. Oh, no, 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 we're not talking about them. I'm over Cubs. <laughs> no, we're going to go to a much rosier picture. Let's actually just go straight to Oakland. John Fisher spoke <laughs> to the people yesterday. We're going to spend some time after this, Russ, going over <laughs> our thoughts, but wanted to give you the stage because you're not allowed to talk to John Fisher. No humans are. He's maybe not even a human. I don't know. He wouldn't allow the people to ask him questions. But he spoke. And, you know, we should feel bad for him. What do you think? I, uh, to say that I've been hurt more than you have as fans is wild for somebody <laughs> to say. Um, I just, I don't know what value he feels that he got from saying something like that. And I think everything we've seen from the Oakland A's organization in the last couple of years tells you everything you need to know. And a fan base that spends their hard-earned dollar has watched teams there in Oakland for decades and teams be successful. And now you look at a team that has to go out there and on a nightly basis Fans don't expect that team to go out there and be able to compete. Like we talk about that word compete all the time. Like, what does that even mean to an Oakland A's fan? Right. Okay. We lost 105 games and we're going to do that for the next five, six years. And then there's this unrealistic expectation that, okay, they get to Vegas and all of a sudden they're going to start spending money and then they're going to start winning. Like it doesn't necessarily work like that. So it's really unfortunate that that's the way things have gone there. Um, I think it sucks that the A's are, are going to leave Oakland and go to Vegas because it's a uh, an organization that has such a rich history. And I just think you do yourself a disservice as an ownership group when y- you tell your fan base that cares about your organization, that cares about your franchise, that, no, I listen, the last couple of years has been way harder on me than it's been on been for you and like it's unfortunate it's sad we always ask we always ask owners to talk more and then when they do talk they're so out of touch yeah that it seems like we shouldn't have them talk and yet i i want them to talk i want i want the john middletons to come out and talk about how 
he has a bag of baseballs and he's throwing them to fans. I want, yeah. I want a Steve Cohen to talk about the fact that, you know what? He did screw up, you know, the way the path of the organization went. And now he's going in another direction. Like that's, should owners be not more accountable to fans, but more like in touch with what fans want? Be human beings, right? Yes. Yeah. I think something that, and this is, it, it, it's unfortunate that it happened this way, but I think it goes to this point that we're making. I think in the last 24 hours, you've seen the uh, respect that people had for Peter Seidler, owner of the San Diego Padres, who yes. loved baseball, who loved people, and who wanted to show fans time and time again, I care about the things that you care about. And I'm going to show you I care about the things that you care about. And it, I think sometimes we get caught up in the money because, yes, that's a big part of it, especially when you own a baseball team and you have to invest in that product. But I think Peter Seiler showed fans that, man, I love baseball just like y'all do. And I think fans have had issues with ownership groups more and more as time has gone on because the farther we've gone, the more it feels like these ownership groups don't necessarily care about baseball, don't necessarily care about the product that's out there. And it's just a, a line on an Excel spreadsheet. Um, and so I think when you have owners like John Middleton and Peter Seidler who say, no, I want not only a team that goes out there and competes, but competes for championships. And I'm going to do everything in my power with the resources that I have, with the resources that my partners have. And we're going to try to make you proud as a fan base. So part of this coming up is that the owners are going to vote yes. We're cool with the relocation. We're not going to charge him for it. We just want to move on. We don't even mm -hmm. know if this is the best option, which was the crazy part. They did the research and if you read the article from Evan Drellick in The Athletic. I mean, <laughs> it was not super convincing, at least from the people that he spoke with in terms of what they thought was going to happen there. So my question is, do you think that fans will travel there because I think the A's brand is shot and fans in Vegas are going to reject um, the team? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, you know, how like animals, like there's certain animals where it's like the, the mom will just like reject it or some shit. Maybe, I don't know what I'm, where I'm going with this, but what are you talking? <laughs> what is, Russ, what's he talking about? AJ took me to a festival I'm, this weekend. I'm, um, <laughs> oh, I saw. <laughs> but, oh, I saw. <laughs> do, do you think, do you think Vegas fans are going to be like, Oh, this is just like the Knights. This is awesome. Like I, I think most no. people in Vegas are going to be like, we don't want this, this piece of shit brand from this owner that I cannot root for. This is not us. And so I think that alone is not being factored in that you're not going to get people being like, oh, I'm going to travel here and spend three, four days going to a series. Like, sure, you'll get the Yankee fan that happens to line up being there. But other than that, I think they're in for a very rude awakening. Here's my thing, Scott. You're a young dude. You outside. You're in the streets. Like, if you have the option to go to a, a Vegas A's game or go see Usher in concert down the street, you know what you're doing. And it's not going to the A's game. And I also think a lot of people, there's many people who live in Vegas that are transplants. They already have their team. So I think I think it's it's gonna be a lot harder of a transition than many people think right now. Why are why are the owners pushing this through? Is it because, well, they all say, you know, if we want to do this sometime, then we don't want to block this guy. Is this just a good old boys club? Is this a 
Is this something where they're going, you know, well, I'm okay with, because they're going to start getting revenue sharing because they're now going to the smallest TV market and their revenue is going to be so much smaller. So the owners are kind of hamstringing themselves. I don't necessarily have the, the answer to that one, Crash. I think when you look at the fact that Tampa had a plan where it's like, hey, we're staying in Tampa. We're not leaving. Then it's like, all right, so now that's off the table, the A's. And you couldn't figure out anything else or expansion, things like that, until you handled the A's issue. So then you look at, well, what other viable markets are there to even have a baseball team? I know Nashville's been thrown out there. People talk about Charlotte all the time. You go back to Montreal. Like, I don't know how many viable options are there that you can viably go to in the next five or six years outside of Vegas is is a situation that I think um, they've been in. Like, I don't know what's a realistic alternative to Vegas to people in the game. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Just it's, it's, listen, I've said this before. Some of my best friends live in Vegas. Every person they've talked to, every person I've talked to there, they want no fucking part of the Oakland A's. They want their own team. Like they got with the golden Knights. If you even look at the Raiders, the Raiders don't do that well. You know why? Because the, the 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 Raiders people are still the Oakland, the LA old Raider fans that are coming. A lot of the Las Vegas people they go to watch other teams. Like let's say the Bears are there, or the Rams are there, or the Chargers, or whoever they're playing. Those are fans of their team, and they make a special trip to Vegas. In baseball, there's so many damn games. It's hard to it's hard to plan a trip around. I'm going to go watch the Yankees play the A's in Vegas. Oh, it's in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. People are like, no, I got to work, dude. Like, so different. Yeah, it's just it's a it's That's a different it's a different games animal. versus so, ten. So speaking of people that are going to be on the move here, Russ, Matt mm-hmm. Chapman. Okay, Scott thinks yeah. that he's going to be the highest paid free agent besides Shohei Itani on the market. That's slander. That's not true. It's not slander. It's true. <laughs> nope. There's pitchers that are going to get more. <laughs> Ballinger's going to get more. My point was, and I was right at least I, on just, this front. I, both of you guys said, "Oh, he should take the it. qualifying he offer." No, he shouldn't. If he's yeah. stupid, he should take it. But read the market. There's barely any position players available. Elite defense has shown an ability to be a star player. Okay. Still an above average hitter, even in a quote down year. Great clubhouse guy. Scarcity with position players. Russ, how am I doing? All right, Scott. So I I, I was listening in when you made your case for Matt Chapman. First month of the season, OPS over eleven hundred. Fantastic. Elite defense and everything. From May to the end of the season, had a 659 OPS. And I know for a fact that that is going to scare some teams. They know everything that you said about being a great clubhouse guy. Check. The defense is still there. Check. He's only 30 years old. Check. But I know there are going to be some teams that say, ah, man, coming off a 659 OPS after April. It's going to be tough. Now, I think he does, like you mentioned, benefit from the fact that it is a down market for position players. And being a guy that's not over the age of 30 yet, I think he will benefit. And I think Matt Chapman will be fine. Still get a multi-year deal, still get paid and all that. But I don't know if he's necessarily going to break the bank. Maybe he will. And maybe I'll be wrong. And maybe you can do a victory lap in the next couple of weeks. Scott. But... (laughs) I just think you have to acknowledge after May 1st to the end of the season, 659 OPS. How much do you think he's getting? Okay. What's breaking the bank? Let's throw numbers out here. Because I'm not talking about the player going forward. All I was talking about, I'll be very clear here, 
is that qualifying offer ridiculous for someone like him, given the market and his representation knows that. And he is going to be nicely paid if he wants. Sure. There'll be teams. Also remember there, it only takes one to, to be interested at a certain level. Right. And, and there definitely will be teams that will try and throw something shorter for a higher average annual value his way. But I bet you there will also be some teams that throw him a longer term offer out there. And I'd say at worst case scenario, he's not getting what he wants. He still gets a deal that's at least a few years with an opt-out after year one or two. That's my point. With a guy like this, you don't have to do the one-year platform deal because I think he's earned enough to be able to say, hey, sign me for three years, 60, and I get an opt-out if he's not getting to the, say, 100 mil that he wants. Okay. I Listen, I hope Matt Chapman gets every dollar there is. Okay. I hope every player gets every freaking cent they can get out of every year because it's a short window of the year allowed to make money. On this one, though, with Russ, I'm looking at his last three years. I'm not looking at just the last year, okay? 2021, 716 OPS, okay? 2022, 757 OPS. 2023, 755 OPS. Now, let's not forget he also had hip surgery, right? I think he had a shoulder problem at one point. The hip thing is the one that would scare me. I I know he's won a gold glove, but gold gloves, once you win one, you kind of win a bunch in a row if you're just healthy and stand out there. A lot of times, and Scott's going to say no, but trust me. No, that's bad. I disagree with that. Also, guess what? He's a great defender. He's a great defender. You guys are missing the boat on the offense, too. Can I tell you why? 17 homers, 54 RBIs is elite offense? You're looking at the wrong numbers. In Toronto? Holy shit. Russ, Russ, you talk to plenty of front office people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them are not former players. They're stat people these days, okay? They're looking at numbers, and they're trying to project forward. Average exit velocity for Matt Chapman oh this past gosh. season. I'm, I'm telling you what people Dylan look at Lawson's that are making two. decisions. Dylan Lawson's on line two calling you right now. The guy you blasted. Go ahead. You think he's the only one that's into the numbers that I'm going to list? I'm the messenger. I'm telling you what, what teams value, including, Shoot yes, him. the Yankees very much so. Average exit velo, 98 percentile. Barrel percentage this year, 98 percentile. Hard hit percentage, 100 percentile. So he was unlucky. Check his angle. Check his angle. <laughs> What's his angle? Listen, I can find a stat I'm, I'm to make anything you, look good or bad. I'm telling you what, what he hit on Tuesday going to look like. In the afternoon when the grass was wet and the sun was at a 22-degree angle. Tell me that. Russ, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that there are not half the front offices, at least in baseball, that are going to drool over those numbers and think that they're going to tap into another level here because he's also had good production in the past. It's not like this is a bad baseball player either. Like We just went from Tim Anderson's 60 OPS plus this past mm-hmm. season to Matt Chapman's, what was he this past season, 110 or something like 108. that? 108. 108. Okay. Help me out here. I, I You're right, Scott. Front office and look at those numbers. <laughs> However, right, I, I, I just think that they're going to have both sides of the coin. They're going to say, all right, he crushes the baseball, maybe hitting to some bad luck after May 1st. However, those numbers are staggering after May 1st. And like AJ mentioned, if you look at the last three years, all right, what are we looking at? Are we looking at an above average offensive player going into his age 31, two, three, and four season? Or are we looking at a guy who had his peak in that year we had the 750 OPS? I think teams ask themselves questions like this, and then you have to make the, the right decision for you. Are you going to make what you might consider a gamble on a guy who you haven't seen have that consistent offensive production? 
Or are you going to say, hey, we love the glove, but we can't risk making that gamble on a guy we don't know can do that for the long haul? I think teams ask that. Real quick, Russ, before we let you go, we're yeah. having Mendy on Carlos Mendoza. What's the one question that Russ Dorsey would ask Carlos Mendoza, new manager of the New York Mets? Uh, I would ask after everything that happened, that there, everything that he saw happen with the Mets in, in 2023, how does he as a manager come in and put his stamp on the 2024 Mets to turn the page? Simple as that. Love it. Good okay. One. Let's go, Matt Chapman. I hope you get every dollar. Let's just. just going to be just a Cub. Matt Chapman to the Cubs. Give me numbers. Give me numbers. Then we got to go. Give me numbers. What's he getting? Give me something. He's going to get four. Over under $50 million. Get, he'll get over 50. Okay. But he'll have a, he has to have an opt out. They'll do opt outs or something, I feel like. It'll be like a 480. That is that better than 120? Yeah, but I'm just saying if he. If he uh, one year 20. We never said he should take the quality offer. We said he was the one. That if you look at it, should have thought about it more than the rest. Thought about it. I'll take 80. Oh, my God. Come on. We got to go. What do you guys got? Give me a number. Give me a guess. Give me something in a, in a ballpark. I'll do AAV. Maybe you're looking at somewhere between 15 and 19 a pop, depending on what the years look like. For four or five years? Five I years, just 20. I just, That's I just don't. I just don't know if a team is going to go five, but we'll see. Okay. Five years, five years, 18 with an opt out after the first year. Cool. Okay. I like it. We'll see what happens. To the Cubs. Russ, thank you. Thanks, Russ. See you guys. We hope Matt Chapman gets every dollar he can get. That's what we commonly agree on. How's that for an answer? How about? And we're not trying to say that he's an awful player. Listen, he's a really, really good player. People take this the wrong way. Scott mainly. We're not trying to say he's a bad player. He's a really good player. Never, never said that. I just said you guys were wrong on money. That's all. I'll stand by that the entire time. Stand by. Let's move on. Man. That's what he said. Because Russ gave his thoughts and I thought he was great. But I'd like to give ours while we have a few minutes and we get ourselves ready close to talking to Carlos Mendoza. I'm surprised that John Fisher spoke, period. I didn't know that he speaks. And yes, we're covering this a lot because how often do teams relocate with a situation like this? This is a real life movie. So the A's owner met with protesters. And yes, the quote that you heard us poking fun at was real. He said, it's been a lot worse for me than you. Anyway, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate the passion you have shown. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is the clown of all clowns. and. To say a comment like that could not be further from reality. I'm sorry. This has to stop. He has tarnished a very good brand that actually had really good teams in the past. Okay? Some very successful teams. There are actually A's fans besides in the Bay Area that root for Oakland. Some of them growing up maybe being a McGuire fan in his early days right? This brand is distraught right now. And I guarantee you when it goes to Vegas, they will reject it and say, I'm not rooting for that man. Nobody, everybody I know knows who this guy is, which is insane to me. They know who the owner of the team is. This is a daddy money loser and he continues to lose. 
Shouldn't there be more accountability with his fellow constituents? I don't know if I'm using the word constituents, but the fellow owners, don't they get some culpability here? Don't they get a little bit like of the blame? Like if I have a, if I'm a fellow player and another player is out of line and we're having a player's meeting, is it my, if, if it's dragging down the view of players, is it my right as a player to be like, bro, like, come on, man, like clean this up. Like, yes, aren't the yes, others 100%. owners? And say he doesn't represent the us. The owners, the owners don't, the owners all have their own problems they're dealing with, depending on which other than probably the Rangers right now. But the, the thing is, is they're like, we just want this problem to end. They're like, how do we make this go away and get John Fisher out of the news every day? And let's not forget this too. What This is the thing that pisses me off about this whole quote. Even if we did some in Oakland and we didn't have a ballpark till 2031. Okay. Ugh. Guess what? This has been going on since like 1998. Like I remember going to Oakland in 2000, 1999 and it was awful. Awful. 25 years ago it was awful. Right? Same stuff. Sewage backing up, no cage, nowhere to get. The, the clubhouse is like the size of an office building. You have to walk through the fans to get to the – which is fine. Like The dugouts are terrible. you got to run six miles to get to your position. The fans are seven miles away. Now, I'll say this about the Oakland fans that are that are legit Oakland people mm. and that are A's fans. They are awesome. They're great. Oh. The ones that are that are true fans with their drums and their flags, and they, I mean, listen, they deserve better, okay? The people deserve better than this, and I just can't – but we're still talking – like, okay, they've been talking about San Jose. Forever. Portland, right? Now we're in, going to Vegas, it looks like. But what? I, I just don't understand why we can't figure out something in the Bay, Bay Area. Like, there's so many fans there. It's such a market. And I know Fisher wants out, and I get it. But the other owners, like you said, Kratz, they just want this over with, I feel like. They're like, all right, if we just ship them off to Vegas, it's over. We can move on. Vegas is giving him hundreds of millions of dollars. If that disappeared, you know, and I've been reading probably too much about – the teachers union that's battled them. They lost one court case. They're, they might bring something else up to try and get a public vote. It's pretty complicated and unlikely. But if somehow the public funding went away, I guarantee you they would not be going there. It is purely about money. It has always been about money. Why doesn't John Fisher build a new stadium in Oakland? He can't. I mean, he's got enough money. He he refuses. He refuses to do that. Plus, it sets a bad precedent. And that's where everybody comes in, right? Mm, that's so that's, this, that's this where is, the Kratz owner's this is the fraternity right argument. Here. Hey, there's been a lot of public funding now making the rounds again, Milwaukee, right? And if he puts all of his money, which he would never do anyway, he's the wrong person to be the front runner on that side anyway. Um, if he put all his money in and said, hey, no public money, then Cubs what happens at the next city? Cubs did it. When they redid Wrigley, didn't they? That wasn't publicly funded. Braves was Braves. I know they mm. they did some public stuff. I know that. I know the Braves did. Yeah, was, in Cobb County. There was a big argument with Cobb County and the whole deal. Yep. Um, but yeah, you're right. If they if, if the city of Las Vegas said, you know what, John, we're not giving you a dime. He'd be like, all right, I'm staying back in Oakland. See you guys. <laughs> he has no other options. No city wants him. Like people brought up. I think you brought up Nashville, Kratz. And Nashville doesn't want him. They want their own team, and I think they've got enough. On their end already to know that they're going to be a successful city with a baseball team to say, screw you, dude. We got our own team. Like, that's the leverage. We get our own team or definitely not John Fisher's team or we don't get a team, right? That's a successful city. That's going to work there. I think everybody knows that. 
the, the, mm-hmm. the baseball team is going to work there. Yeah. When it when it gets a, an expansion franchise, so I'd like to just rant for a sec because oh, I feel like Are we role playing. No, again? I feel like no, this isn't role playing. This is my real life. Okay, let it out. We're here so, for you, Scott. If if you're in an apartment complex, oh no, I don't even want to. No, 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 no. Listen, okay. just listen. They have a message board, okay, and people will say like, "Hey, I'm selling my parking spot, or I'm renting it out, right? Things like that. I'm moving. I have a couch. Like major things going on. There there are certain abuses that have been getting enlisted um, in terms of trying to get the attention of a lot of people. I will I will mention a very fresh example that just came into my inbox from a resident. Brand new, I'm not going to say the name of the brand, sunglasses for sale. I can't return it because it's a gift. I'm selling them for tw- $260 and he showed the link that right now they're $319. Although I can tell you these sunglasses will be on sale in like five seconds, probably for less than he's trying to even sell them for. We are not doing just random used items for sale on a message <laughs> board like this for essentially full price based on what they're going to be on sale for. Does anybody know this is a baseball show and you're not allowed to talk about anything other than who, baseball? Who rents I never talk about oh, it. too much. You guys talk about your coaching. No one cares about your little league team. Coaching baseball. No one cares about your high school No, we're talking teams. about baseball. And wait, guess what? No one cares about your freaking full price sunglasses for sale, so don't try to sell them to us. Stop it. That is abusing the message board. Get off Facebook for important shit. Stop it. Is this like on Facebook or what is this? This is on the message board that's supposed to have important like stuff with the little for pins, residents. The little pins? You get an email for it. And oh. usually the email is very relevant. Hey, I'm renting my place out, my parking space, uh, moving tomorrow, couch for a tenth of the price. Like, like very big, relevant hmm. conversation. Maybe this there. is relevant to that guy, person. Not, my, not what it should be used for. Shovel my parking spot for $10. <laughs> we don't have that problem here. Don't worry. I can start trolling it and just being like, hey, um, I went to the grocery store and got too much turkey. Does anyone want the rest? I'm selling it for a little more because I touched it and it actually feels like I got good quality off it this time. Like, enough. Sorry. I had to go there. I'm I'm pissed off about it. I can't, good, I I can't that. look at that. You're leaving town for a while, too, so you don't even have to worry about it. About what? The sunglasses. No, I'm not worried about them. I just, I want to still get the email alerts Listen, for something relevant that's going on. After going to your place on Sunday night, I'm just going to say this for the record. Even if you had a pair of sunglasses, there's a chance you might not be able to find them. Okay? Underneath <laughs> some of the clutter that's in that place. You want me to comment on this place? This is all this shit. This is not my done. place. This is your this home. This is all shit. You've this done. is your home. This is all shit. My cleaning ladies come up here and they're start. like, oh, no, no. I'm not touching that shit. Don't start. Dude, you have a full closet over there. I do not. You got 17 shirts. Kratz, he doesn't give me access to anything. I go to Kratz's place. He's got like this beautiful lunch out in the backyard. And I come to AJ and he's like, don't touch this. This don't is touch mine. You're taking over the refrigerator. A mess. You're taking over mess. the counter. I'm You're like taking over the chair. Three drinks. You're taking over the table. You're taking over everything. Kratz, you're going to You're even taking over the bathroom. I can't even use the bathroom in here. By the way, Kratz, I, wait, no, listen to this. Kratz. Yesterday, and he's going to get mad. I don't care. He had to no, pee. He no. had to pee yesterday, right? We can talk I about have this. a urinal in the room. He won't use the urinal. What? I'm like, you're, instead you're going to splash your pee all over my floor? So, Why don't you just use the urinal? So uninviting here that you don't even know that the urinal is functional. It's just there to, to look at? Like what? Show up at Kratz. 
I have 12 selections of drinks. We put them on a menu to your right. Let me know which one you would like. Um, it'll be served also uh, by your side in time for the show. I bring like three drinks of my own to the fridge. Hey, why are you using the fridge? The whole fridge. <laughs> Such You're taking bullshit. off the fridge. <laughs> Such bullshit. Just let's, use let's the urinal for God's sakes. Let's correlate like this back show. to baseball. Let's correlate it back to baseball. Scott Ow. is... John Fisher in Oakland, and my house is Vegas. It may seem like really nice, and I'm putting on a good show, but if you spend as much time here, I would tell you to get out of my house. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know how that went back to baseball, but that was great. We had to. You know, Crouch, if you had a urinal, you would want him to use the urinal. I will. If I had a urinal, I would flex that every time. I can't believe I just found out you had a urinal yesterday. Like, that is such a flex. You didn't know that? No. I also have a Japanese toilet. Have you you ever used a Japanese toilet? Yes. Oh, is that the one with the warmers? Oh, it's got the remote control and it does things. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's kind of illegal in 47 states. No, that's mid. That's mid. That's like, yeah, you sit on a warm toilet. That just feels like somebody else just sat down on it. And that's kind of not if it's not if it's your own toilet. Eh, Well, somebody may have come in. Just Who? Cleaner, no one else comes in my house. Scott's not allowed in that part of the house. Okay, that's what I like to do. On a and related, I have his and hers, so he makes it even better. And I will only be using the urinal from now on. on not related, for, no, <laughs> not for not the way he wants to a, use it. On a related note, um, on the same topic, where would you rank the NL East this past season? <laughs> I am serious, though, as, as, uh, we, as we get into our Mets combo. Where would you rank the NL East as a division? Because I think heading into the year, there were some cases that it might be the best division, if not the second best division, to the AL East. Did it end up being the case? It, I'm, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm curious. And you, and you guys know I, I mentioned the AL West as being better than I think most people anticipated. It had a pretty bad bottom to it, obviously, with Oakland. Oakland was the urinal. You think it was number one, Kratz? You think number the one, NL East? I think the West was two, and then the AL East was three. Okay. May I repeat that again? NL East won. AL East was one? NL NL East was one. West AL West was two. And then AL East was three. I know AL East bounced in the first round. They had zero wins. I get that. But I feel Mm -hmm. like and that's why I think the West overtook them. You have the Mm -hmm. Astros. Yes, you have Oakland. You have Oakland at the bottom. But the NL East bottom is the Nats, and they were just – like, Oakland was terrible. The Nats were just neat. Like, they were neat. Like, it was, it was cute. Okay. Where did he go wrong? I, I think AL West is hard to, to not put – with Houston and Texas winning, it, it kind of pumps them up a little bit, and Seattle was in it until the end. Um, Angels are decent. Obviously, Oakland doesn't try, so that they're like, just wash them away, right? Mm-hmm. Um and at least, though, Dodgers, Diamondbacks made the World Series. Padres were supposed to finish over NL 500. West. The no, question NL was West. just last yeah. year, I mean, right? It, it, yeah, yeah. But I'm just I'm yeah. thinking about last this year. past year. What, yeah. Just I mean, like the Rockies, we say. The Rockies are like the A's to me. You just kind of wash them away. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're nah. The Giants tried for the first half until Gabe blew up their bullpen. They were done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I think the NL East was disappointing. The Braves and Phillies, the Mets weren't very good. The Marlins were better than we thought. Mm-hmm. And then the Nats were Marlins were a playoff team. Marlins That's why team. Braves were the best regular season team. Yeah, Phillies I mean, I think went the NL East far. is probably the thing about the NL East is you have four teams that can spend if they want. 
I'm four. throwing the Nats in there. Four. Yeah. You have four teams that can really spend. The yes. Mets, the Braves, the Phillies, and the Nats. When they want right. to spend, the Nats, now they're clear of Strasburg, they can kind of – I don't know, man. If he ever man, retires. They have so much. I would. I want to see what happens to the Nats because of all of that deferred, deferred. money. They're going to be paying Scherzer and Strasburg for the next, I think it's 12 years. They have money if it, they want to spend it, though. They, they, that's what I'm saying. They can, If they want to turn it on, like they did in 20, like they signed Jason Ward to that ridiculous contract at the time that people were like, what are they doing? It got them a World Series. But would they you, didn't have it. Here's, here's a great question for you then, Kratzy. Would you spend money and then have to pay for it for 10 years like the Nats are going to win a World Series? Would, would you Would you do that? Nats did it. They won a World Series. Yes. That's basically like saying, would you mortgage your future to win a World Series? Dave would you Dombrowski trade specials, you Glaber did. Torres for Aldis Chapman at the time? Remember? Did it? Of course. Yeah. All right, Kratzatz, you go first. What do you got? Little buffalo bisons, the bisons, which actually there's no buffalo anymore. There's just bison. What do you mean? So they're really the buffalo buffaloes. No, I'm confused. Buffaloes are bisons. Yeah, so they're the buffalo buffaloes. Buffalo. They're the buffalo bison. So they're the buffalo. Buffalo's the city. Buffalo bison. You just said buffaloes are now bison, so if they're the buffalo bison, that means they're the buffalo buffaloes. No, I said they're no more. They should be like the buffalo chicken wings or something. And none of the bisons that I saw had any wings, so I think that's a You've you've clearly never seen Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where the guy's like, I can name all 25 sauces in my noise here! (laughs) (laughs) I like what he's singing. Yeah. That's going to be AJ on on the cruise ship. Oh, karaoke. It's karaoke Whoa. night, everybody. Oh, I want to plug this again because it's around the corner and it's important to many in the media world. Um, the Pedro Foundation, uh, Pedro Gomez Foundation Golf Tournament and Auction. Um, the late, legendary Pedro Gomez, who is a really special part of the baseball community. Um, so, uh, auction items include a four night stay in a special spot in Colorado, um, four Red Sox box seats at Fenway. There's Miami Heat tickets involved. And a lot more. Plus, just check out uh, PedroGomezFoundation.org to see um, if you're available to go. You'll see a lot of people in the baseball world. You know, I'm sure players, coaches, writers. Ken Rosenthal's talked about this multiple times. You know, he's a good friend of his and many others. I love so, Pedro. Great guy. He's one of the best dudes. Just he, to he's sit awesome. Down and chat with. He's yeah. awesome. And All even right. if you love didn't him. know him, you could have a 20 minute combo with him and and then feel like he's genuinely your friend. And then you could say hi to him and feel like you've got a dude that you can talk to at the ballpark the next day. Just, he, he was awesome. So he is, he's very missed. Kratz, I will see you in South Jersey on Thursday. Exactly. For a little poker action. But before that, we will do a show and just talk about baseball because that's what we do on FT. So appreciate everyone. We're ending, I guess, a little earlier than usual because I got to hit a flight. So you guys better win because if you don't win, oh man, when I get back after Thanksgiving, you guys are You can't talk shit unless you play. Bye. Yeah, I can. No. It's the best part. I can talk shit anytime I want. I don't talk shit about your guys' playing career because I didn't play. Bring it, bitch. I don't <laughs> care. Bring it on. <laughs> I don't care.
Hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.